If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So I was going to start the show telling you, hey, I'm sorry, you can't go to Peru. Because, well, you can, but there's going to be a lot of trouble. They closed uh, Machu Picchu. Uh, this weekend because of anti-government protests that began last month and now they're all over the country. I know Peru is in trouble. Uh, tourists who had already bought tickets to Machu Picchu from Saturday until one month after whenever the protests end will be able to obtain a full refund. That's what the culture minister said. That's that's wonderful. So uh, they just shut it down. People were stuck there. They don't care. Um, there were 417 visitors stuck, and the 300 of them were foreigners. So, sorry about it. Uh, we're just closing it down because we have protests. Well, that's happening in Peru. Then we have protests in Brazil. I didn't even talk about that uh, last week or the last couple of weeks. That's going on. That's the, you know, that's the government shutdown. They had their own January 6th. The day democracy almost died in Brazil. So that's going crazy. But really, you can't even go to Arizona anymore. Did you know that a town outside of Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, is now going dry? And I'm not talking about booze. I'm talking about water. We talked about it, uh, that cities and states and towns are going to be shut off because the water is running out. Well, now over 500 families in Rio Verde foothills uh, have now had their water shut off. They've had it shut off since the first of the year. They've been without water, 500 families. So it has begun. Water wars is on and getting worse. Now, the people in this town are a little pissed because there's a golf course there owned by a GoDaddy billionaire, Bob Parsons. Uh, that's still uh, that's still nice and green, though. He's still a water in that golf course. <laughs> that does seem like that's a problem, but uh, it costs sixty thousand a year to uh, be a part of the golf course, and three hundred thousand to just enter and be a part of it. So that's nice. So they plan. Hey, we spent all this money. Uh, we get the water. Uh, it's not going to work that way. People are not going to be happy. People are going to start protesting a lot these people are using rainwater to flush their toilets uh they are turning to extreme measures to preserve the little water they have um they join i guess gyms to take a shower eating on paper plates trying to collect as much rainwater when it comes emptying swimming pools to flush their toilets uh, the scottsdale said sorry about it we need water for us not you there's some farmers and ranchers that do have wells those will be fortunate enough to have water until they have to protect it from other people coming to get it 
they send some of the some of the townsfolk send semis to go get drinking water but they have to go farther and farther to fill up the tanker trucks to bring it back and that's costing more money now so that can't last much longer as it is so don't even worry about going to Machu Picchu or going down to Brazil you can't even go to Arizona because <laughs> there isn't any water just amazing but hey welcome Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So it is the Monday edition of Chewing the Fat. If you're listening live, it's the 23rd of January, 2023. Welcome. Thank you. We had a busy weekend. Uh, Congratulations to Avatar, The Way of Water. It topped $2 billion at the box office this weekend. Yay! So it's the sixth movie in history to reach the milestone, and uh, Cameron is responsible for three of those. Uh, Avatar, Titanic, and Avatar 2. The others are Avengers, Endgame, and Star, Star Wars The Force Awakens, and Avengers Infinity War. It's just a matter of days, really, before it climbs to, uh, like, fourth on the list leaping infinity war and the force awakens so it uh, it's heading into its seventh week in theaters so now i mean i guess i guess it's uh it's made a profit or at least it's broke even right cameron said uh uh he had to be the fourth highest grossing film of all time to break even well i mean he's done it so congratulations they still claim that uh there's going to be three more avatar installments in the next five years I find that difficult to believe. I mean, there may be one more, but I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see three more. But what do I know? You know, what do I know? Nothing is what I know. <laughs> Another thing that happened over the weekend: uh, we had the NFL playoffs uh, continuing. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, even though Patrick Mahomes uh, was, you know, hobbling around on one leg for a little bit more than half the game. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals beat the Buffalo Bills. They looked good. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the New York Giants. They looked good. The San Francisco 49ers beat the Dallas Cowboys, and they looked beatable. So I feel like the Eagles, who will take on San Francisco next week, and I feel like they're going to win that game. And Cincinnati takes on the Kansas City Chiefs again and in at Arrowhead, uh, no uh, no neutral site. And uh, that's next weekend. So I feel like it's going to be. This is my prediction right now. All right, from chewing the fat, it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals and the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. So. Or you take that for what it is. Go ahead, you know, make a make a bunch of money on it. And then we had uh, there were some good. I mean, we saw Demar Hamlin back. He was there, of course. I told you he would be. The funniest thing I saw was they had Demar up in one of the one of the booths, uh, you know, one of the suites there at, uh, at Highmark Stadium in Buffalo. It was snowing the whole time. If there was ever a reason to have a dome stadium, that was it. I'm so sick of this. Is the way football was supposed to be played. Yeah, back in 1812. It's I just I can't. That's a that's a whole other argument. I'll let that I'll let that go for another time. But they showed Demar up in the suite and he's waving his hands, you know, and cheering on Buffalo. It's snowing so bad you can barely see him. The funniest 
the funniest picture I saw on Twitter yesterday was uh, <laughs> Damar Hamlin in his suite, and the picture is just white. It's freaking hilarious. You can barely see him. They ended up putting a camera inside the suite, so you got to see the back of him cheering. Really funny. Anyway, he was there. He was there, and it didn't help uh, because Cincinnati uh, dominated the Buffalo Bills uh, in Buffalo yesterday, so it was pretty pretty strong win for them. Then we had a horrific shooting in California. Ten people were killed uh, at a ballroom dance studio in Monterey Park, California. Uh, as uh, thousands, they were celebrating the Lunar New Year uh, for the uh, uh, Asian American community. And I didn't realize this, but this city, Monterey Park, is a majority Asian American city, just east of LA there. If you look at the map, it's this is L.A. and Monterey Park is right there. Uh, it's, it's the first city in the continental U.S. to have a majority of residents with Asian ancestry. Of its current 60,000 residents, 65% are of Asian descent. Wow. Uh, and they're established Monterey Park, a hub of Chinese culture in the San Gabriel Valley. So it was not a surprise that the alleged shooter who is now dead, who apparently killed himself in a van but when he was surrounded by police, uh, was Asian. So when you hear the hate crimes, I love, I, I just, I, all those stories that I read, uh, we're still concerned about uh, Asian American hate crimes going on. Well, yes, I mean, I'm not for that, no question, but this was Asian on Asian hate. So I'm just saying that uh, there's, I know that you want to keep pushing the surge in anti-Asian hate crimes during the, during the pandemic. And you got advocacy groups out there to stop the AAPI hate. Um, I know that this was one of the most important days of the year for many Asian Americans and it sent shockwaves through the community, but it wasn't, well, it might have been. I mean, any, any murder, uh, mass murder is filled with hate for something. So they're all really hate crimes, but not the way you say it. Not the way you say it. And you know who you are. So I guess the gunman was a 72-year-old man who was in some kind of relationship issues. Uh, just terrible. Just terrible. So anyway, that's a few things that happened this weekend while... Chewing the fat was away from you. I know. I know. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, I have a Getter account as well. I believe that's at JeffyJFR there too, I think. Uh, and so just, you know, go there and find me. It's not, not a very big deal anymore uh, to me. And then uh, you can always email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can follow the YouTube channel, which I'm going to start doing more on. I promise. Uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher is my YouTube channel. I promise I'm going to make, I'm going to do more on that. I'm thinking of different ways to incorporate stories and fun on that uh, channel other than just putting up some interviews. So uh, I'm on it. Okay, I'm on it. Back off me. And you can always uh, you can always order a cameo. I'm up on cameo at Jeffy JFR. That's not free, but you can always order a cameo, and I'll be nice or mean or how whatever you want. Uh, just you know, go ahead and order it. See what happens. 
<laughs> right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So I did have this uh, story sent to me. It's not really a story. It was someone saying, hey, here's something for you, Jeffy. Uh, It is a hill in New Zealand that holds the record for having the world's longest place name. It has 85 letters. Now, we're just getting silly, really, is what this is. Uh, But the letters are T-A-U-M-A-T-A-W-H-A-K-A-T-A-N-G-I-H-A-N-G-A-K-O-A-U-A-U-O-T-A-M-A-T-E-A-T-U-R-I-P-U-K-A-K-A-P-I-K-I-
And let's spin the globe just a little bit and head over to the Netherlands, shall we? Uh, Don't go swimming in the water in the Netherlands, okay? Uh, They just had an 18-year-old man show up at an emergency room uh, with fever, vomiting, diarrhea, his heart beating rapidly, his abdomen was tender. Uh, The whites of his eyes were splotched with blood. A sign of the blood vessels on the surface of his eyes had burst. Areas that weren't bloodied were jauntous yellow. (laughs) He has acute kidney injury as well as liver dysfunction. But equally important was the causing of his acute illness was the mention that three weeks prior he had fallen into a canal. How many times have we... Well, there's a place in the Netherlands, I think it's the Netherlands, where they take their clothes off and they float down this canal to go home. They don't take public transport. They float down this canal to go home. Uh, how about we don't do that anymore? Okay. Uh, he's got a bout of leptospirosis. Leptospirosis. Yeah, that's what I said. Leptospirosis. Yes, I thank you. That's what I said. It's a bacterial infection marked by fever, jaundice, kidney failure, and hemorrhage. <laughs> so what? how do you get it? Well, uh, you fall into a canal that was likely tainted with the urine of infected rodents. Yay! Man, does that sound something like I want to have done to me. (laughs) The bacteria can be found harmlessly in infecting pigs, horses, cows, dogs, a range of wild animals, even frogs. But it's most dangerous to humans. So don't (laughs) jump in the canals anymore. Because I have a feeling no one, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, no one wants leptospirosis. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Dr. Kirk Moore, a Utah doctor charged with destroying COVID-19 vaccines, giving fake shots to children at their parents' request. How dare he? He is accused of also administering, uh, well, he's accused of administering the bogus CDC vaccine cards in exchange for $50 donations. (laughs) He's a plastic surgeon. He uh, destroyed COVID-19 vaccines, giving saline shots to children upon their parents' request as part of an alleged scheme to peddle fraudulent CDC cards. You bastard. Dr. Michael Kirkmore, Salt Lake County, Utah, indicted by a federal grand jury this month on charges that he allegedly disposed of more than $28,000 worth of COVID-19 vaccines and fraudulently completed and distributed hundreds of vaccination record cards. (laughs) I mean, okay, so uh, your vaccination record card. All right, so I have one. I I got vaccinated. I took the, the, the two shots of Moderna. I've never had reason to show my vaccination record card. I'm not sure that that means anything. 
What do, does anyone ever ask? I need to see your vaccination record card. Do you have such a thing? I, I've never been asked that. Now, maybe that's just me. Maybe other people have. I don't know. But most of the time, if you say, have you been vaccinated? Yeah. And you move on. Right? I mean, people have gotten in trouble for saying, yeah, that was the Aaron Rodgers thing, right? He said, you know, he was immunized. And he never. everybody assumed that he meant vaccinated. Okay, that's fine. So anyway, the doctor and co-defendants, uh, he's got two or three other co-defendants, destroyed at least $28,028.50 worth of government-provided COVID-19 vaccines and distributed at least 1,937 doses worth of fraudulently completed vaccination record cards and to others in exchange for either direct cash payments or required donations to a specified charitable organization without administering a COVID-19 vaccine to the card recipient. (laughs) You bastard. (laughs) He should be locked away forever. This is just, I mean, this is just the government. I I know it's it's fraudulent. I gotcha. I got it. So according to this, according to the indictment, The then board-certified surgeon and his neighbor belong to a secret organization that aims to liberate the medical profession from government and industry conflicts of interest. They joined forces, oh my gosh, with these two other people to pour legitimate vaccines down the drain with syringes, according to the indictment. They allegedly charged a 50... Now, don't they realize, first of all, you're pouring it down the drain. That goes back into the water supply. Uh, we're drinking that. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I, I think I'm pissed now. It should be, I don't know, disposing of that somewhere else. I don't know where, but not in the water supply. We put it down the drain. Now we're all drinking it. <laughs> the frogs are turning gay. That's what that's what Alex Jones told us, and that's why. <laughs> so the American Board of Plastic Surgery told Fox News that he is no longer certified. As of December 31st, 2022. So, good. I don't want him making three cuts to clown face cuts. I don't want him pretend. Plus, he's a, wait a minute, he's a plastic surgeon. So, plastic surgeons could give COVID-19 shots? I did not know that. I did not know that. So, good for him for, must be a special kind of thing. He was a doctor, so he had got to order it. Although, he could have gotten it through his secret organization that aims to liberate the medical profession from government and industry conflicts of interest. I hate people like that more than you know, and the government certainly does, that's for sure. (laughs) So if you're now, and it doesn't say in the story at all, what happens to the people? Do we know the people that paid to get the COVID-19 cards the bogus, fraudulent COVID-19 cards, and their children who got saline shots instead of COVID-19 vaccines. What happens to them? Do we know who they are? Do we know? Do we, are we going to go after them now too for being a part of this? I bet that's got to be happening very, very soon. Operation Fraudulent COVID-19 Vaccination Guards. That's coming because they can't have that. I mean, they're going after this guy saying that he used his medical profession to administer bogus vaccines to unsuspecting people. No, they weren't unsuspecting. They paid for it to have it happen. 
that's i don't understand that's i mean i guess maybe some of them he said that's probably it some of them he probably said it was COVID 19 vaccine and it wasn't uh but according to the story the people knew it they were giving a donation to some charity or him 50 bucks so that their kids would have you know the kids could say yes i got a shot and they did and they had the the fraudulent card saying they did but it really wasn't so they could say that they got the shot but the parents knew that they weren't vaccinated really strange i I can't i'm interested to see what could happen uh to all these people because they have to know there's got to be if there's no records who who knows uh i don't know it seems i guess we check the schools and or uh other preschools and stuff would have uh the vaccination card records if you had to show it uh that uh, they want to make you you know, we're gonna have to see your vaccination card uh see if it was stamped by this guy and if it was it's fraudulent and you're gonna have to get vaccinated that's what's coming but it doesn't say anything about that in the story they're specifically just going after them and their secret organization that aims to liberate the medical profession from government and industry conflicts of interest i hate people like that (laughs) oh such a weird story all right hey for those of you that uh thought monkeypox was over um well it kind of is but the who has now reported and that's the world health organization not the band uh reports a breakthrough monkeypox cases uh and they claim that the vaccines are not a silver bullet wait what yeah there's been a number of breakthrough cases and uh so yeah if you had the vaccine and then you continued doing uh business with uh, a lot of other guys in the bathhouses you're gonna get monkeypox again Woo. okay so according to the who they've known from the beginning that this vaccine would not be a silver bullet and it would not meet all the expectations that are being put on it and then we don't have firm efficacy data or effectiveness data in this context so if you're a monkeypoxer and you got the vaccine and now you're out there doing the same business that got you the monkeypox, just know the breakthrough case could be coming. There's a joke in there somewhere. You go ahead and write it. Oh, and Japan has now uh, dropped uh, or they've made COVID uh, the equivalent to the seasonal flu. Uh, you know, Japan is like, hey, um, COVID poses the same threat as the flu, okay, in a seminal pandemic moment. The prime minister made the announcement on Friday. He said, we're going to downgrade the disease to class two, from class two to class five. We're treating COVID-19 as a normal part of medical services rather than a medical emergency. So that's happening in Japan. That uh, should be happening in many places around the world. And I thought it was happening here, but nope. We can't have that. We've got to still consider it a pandemic because we want to have the rules and the lockdowns and wear masks and we're trying to get everyone to wear masks again. And it's a a fine line between how we want to do this. If you haven't got the vaccine by now, you're probably not going to get it. I'm going to go out on a limb. That's just me. I'm going to go out on a limb. If you haven't got it by now, uh, you're not going to get it. 
Okay. And that's, you know, they need to just give up the push, but they're still on it. And, uh, and just aside from that, uh, maybe, and this is just me thinking out loud, perhaps the administration is now a little bit more concerned with more classified documents that they found at our president's home, (laughs) you know, his Delaware home. Yeah. We just look, uh, 13 hour search and, uh, sure. They found six more items with classified markings. And I like that terminology, six more items with classified markings. That doesn't necessarily mean like six pieces of paper. That's what they want you to believe. Six, you know, little six, it's items. So how big were the items? Was a box considered an item? Was a giant thick folder considered an item? I I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to this. I just know that I like how it's being used as six more items with classified markings just six little old items that's it though and they're from they're so old it doesn't matter they're so old and that's they're going to make the argument that they're old and we have so many things that are uh filed and classified uh under the uh classified markings that's just that's old thinking and so uh, there's no there there okay we've corroborated with everything have you? Have you? It just kind of feels like something bigger is coming. Maybe it's just me. And, you know, I know I try to stay away from politics on this show, so I'll leave it at that. Uh, six more items of classified markings found at President Biden's Delaware residence. You know, why are we looking for them now? What prompted them to look for these items? Uh, in the beginning, in the first place, they knew about some of them, if not all of them, prior to the November election, which we, you know, just happened to forget to mention. Yeah, we don't worry, I don't worry about it before the election. And we also now uh, just feels like something bigger is going to happen. Something bigger is going to drop. And they're going to try to say that they've cooperated with authorities in their investigation. So there's no reason why this is anything different. And I don't, it could be wrong. You know what? I could be wrong. I don't think I am. I could be, I could be wrong, but Just a reminder that uh, you might as well live your life as if everything about you is on the internet and just be okay with it. Y'all know you don't have to be okay with it. Just know that that's the way it is. And you just do everything that you could possibly do to make it okay. I see where a, a copy of the U.S. no fly list has been leaked after being stored on an unsecure server connected to a commercial airline. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Uh, no problem. So the hacker, uh, said, yeah, I was just bored. So (laughs) I was looking around on the server. There was a large amount of company data and there was private information about its employees. There was also a file containing a copy of a 2019 edition of the no-fly list and it includes names and birth dates more than 1.5 million entries but many of those entries are aliases that all reference the same person 
So it's so much bigger than I than he thought it would be. The TSA says, yeah, we're aware. And uh, we're investigating in coordination with our federal partners. Uh, don't worry about it. The U.S. has maintained a no-fly list for decades. Uh, but its number was much smaller in the days before 9-11. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so the recent estimates put the total number at somewhere between 47 and 81,000 people. I would, I would tend to say that it's at least 81,000. Uh, thanks to, uh, COVID and a post COVID flight, uh, times when we were kicking people off. I don't know if, you know, I, I, they said that a lot of these people were going to end up on the no fly list. I don't know if they did or not. Can you get off the no fly list? How do you get off the no fly list? I guess you just hack in and take your name off the list. <laughs> and this was to, from 2019. So, I mean, it hadn't been updated. They just slid it over there on their unsecured. Ah, it's old. Move it over there. Nobody cares. All right. So, again, just live your life the best way you can. But just know that your information is out there. Like the information that we're getting that claims Nancy Pelosi has reportedly summoned priests to exercise her home of evil spirits. I mean, does that mean she's not going to live there anymore? Oh, thank you. Be here all week. So apparently, uh, former House Majority Leader Nancy Pelosi, who's still in the, you know, she's still in Congress. She's just not the Speaker of the House anymore. That's all I'm saying. Uh, she summoned priests to rid her San Francisco home of all the evil spirits after uh, David DePepe, 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 uh attacked her hubby with a hammer. And uh, according to her daughter, Alexandra, uh, I think that weighed really heavy on her soul. I think she felt really guilty. Yeah. I think that really broke her over Thanksgiving. She had priests coming, trying to have an exorcism of the house and having prayer services. Really? Because, uh, you know, I know that uh, San Francisco's Archbishop, Salvatore Cordon, uh, banned uh, Nancy from receiving Holy Communion in, uh, in her church <laughs> I know that happened. I know that uh, we went reached out to uh, uh, Father Arturo Albano, the pastor of St. Vincent de Paul Church. Uh, that's Pelosi's local parish. Uh, he said, uh, not from my staff. <laughs> we, we, involved, we were not involved in any such right. So, is that really true? Is there a black market? Is, can we get black market priests to come in and do exorcisms? That's awesome. That's awesome if we can. I mean, did we have people at Nancy Pelosi's house just... Uh, we bring them in? We bring the choirs in? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Could that happen? Sure. Uh, I don't know. I, I was looking up the actual exorcism prayers... Uh, this morning, and I went to one Catholic site, and it said uh, an exorcism prayer, warning to be said by a priest only. So, I mean, <laughs> this is a prayer against Satan and his rebellious angels. Okay, this is a simple prayer. Must be said by a priest only. All right? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. This is prayer to St. Michael, the Archangel. We were just talking about St. Michael. The guy tried to steal the statue and got stabbed, donged on the head with the, with the axe, with the sword. It's not an axe, it's a sword. 
from uh, St. Michael's. And that's what happens. Don't mess. <laughs> Don't mess with the statues of St. Michael, the Archangel, man. So I don't know if I want to read any more. Uh, most glorious prince of the heavenly armies, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us. I know that there's a secret... There's a, there's a secret kind of thing in the Catholic Church for the exorcisms. They have special priests anointed to go out and, and, and exorcise people who are, you know, yeah, uh, poisoned with the devil. But I don't think that they would go to Nancy Pelosi's house. All right? I mean, I mean maybe you just, you have a witch come in, throw some, <laughs> throw some dust around. <laughs> I was told by a witch a long time ago, and I do this. I, I do this every time I move into a new dwelling. I put sea salt in every corner of that house. And I mean every corner, not just a couple of corners, every corner, windowsill corners, room corners, everywhere. And I, and I put sea salt in those corners, man, because that keeps the ghosts out. That keeps the evil spirits out. So I'm all for that. If that works, I don't know that it does. I mean, I'm still here. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know if Nancy called on them or not. The people around her, the churches around her saying, no, not from us. Not from us. So just know that when you're calling on the most glorious prince of the heavenly armies, St. Michael, the archangel, uh, you better know what you're doing. Okay. Cause something might come breaking through. That's all I'm saying. It's possible. And I don't think you want to be there when that something comes breaking through. That's all I'm saying. In the name of the father and the son and the Holy ghost. Amen. Okay, so there's a couple of stories here that I don't know which way to go with them. They're animals who have killed humans. Now, this show believes humans first, no question. However, these two stories, I want to believe, like this this first story is a uh, about a guy in South Africa who was a former soccer player, big-time star. He was in his South African home. His ex-wife, or no, he's an ex-footballer. His wife discovered him in the backyard in their garden and he was he was killed because he was attacked by his dogs he's got i guess i don't never say what kind of dogs they were it just says he was found in his own back garden bitten by his own dogs mauled by his own dogs and the wife found him the wife came home wondered where he was checked out well, i wonder where he's at and uh oh there he is lying in the backyard the dogs must have eaten him oh well i'll call the authorities man am i bummed out i kind of feel like uh that that's be a good way to get rid of someone if you you know wanted to he was 60 years old and he you know i guess loved his dogs and apparently they have some kind of power thing going on in south africa huh it's almost like it's a thing around the world where they shut the power off uh well you know that's what the power people want too much power so when they don't aren't using we just shut it off and so because that's what i was talking she said she came back after load shedding which is uh the power being shut down uh so she came back after electricity was restored she went inside looking for her husband i couldn't find him 
And then, oh my gosh, there he is in the backyard, lying motionless, being eaten by dogs. Now, if you hadn't planned on that, you'd be shocked. But I, <laughs> there's no evidence that says that she planned it. I'm just saying, isn't it interesting that he happened to be mauled by his dogs in his own garden when she wasn't there and there was no power? Huh. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Then there's a story about a butcher at a slaughterhouse in Hong Kong that was found dead. And he is believed to have struggled with a pig who he stun gunned. And then the pig woke back up and attacked him. Now, could that have happened? Absolutely. <laughs> he, apparently, he was found dead with a meat cleaver and injuries. He, they believe that he struggled free. <laughs> they, this guy stun gunned. The guy works at a butcher slaughterhouse. So how many pigs has he stun gunned and killed, right? I mean, probably thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. I don't know. Maybe he was a new guy. I don't know. But he's a 61-year-old guy, so I find it hard to believe that he was a new guy. So they claim that he stun gunned the pig. The pig woke up, regained consciousness, knocked him over. Now, I don't know how often that happens. Perhaps it happens a lot where they stun gun the hog and it comes back to life, but they're right there. So they, you know, stun him again, or they take the cleaver and cut his snout off. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a slaughterhouse. That's what they do. I don't know if you know that that's what they do. Apparently they say they found him uh, with a meat cleaver still in his hand and an injured left foot. And so they've yet to determine the cause of death, but it appears that he was knocked over by the struggling pig and sustained a wound from the 15 inch blade. So is it possible that this happened? hundred percent. Absolutely. Could have been a complete accident like that. Although if you wanted to get rid of someone and have it look like it was something else that happened, what better place than a slaughterhouse and what better thing to do than to say, yeah, uh, looks like he stun gunned that hog and then he came back to life and pff, the hog knocked him over and killed him. Sorry about it. Keep going. <laughs> uh, is it possible? Both of those are possible. And I'm just saying, this is why I say humans first. Man, make sure you stun those sons of guns. If you're working at a slaughterhouse anywhere around the world listening to Chewing the Fat, I'm just telling you, okay? And I know that we are supposed to be against slaughterhouses and, you know, animals are great and they, you know, they pigs are, are rarely violent. Okay, I got it. These are bred for our food. Okay, that's what we breed them for. We don't, if you want a pet pig, go get a pet pig and have them be part of your life. That's not what these are for. But is it, if you wanted to get rid of someone and you work at a slaughterhouse or you think someone is trying to get rid of you, and you work at a slaughterhouse, be careful. Be careful because we've already got evidence of how it happens. Okay? They're going to get rid of you and then they're going to make it look like the pig attacked you. Just saying it could happen at any point. <laughs> All right. I'll leave you with the uh, joke of the day, a dad joke, a dad joke of the day sent to me uh, through email, uh, chewing the fat at the blaze.com from uh, Eric. Thank you, Eric. And uh, just take this with you. Use this for your kids. Use this for your parents. Uh, it's just a silly little joke. Uh, I used to think it was the dryer that was shrinking my clothes. It turns out it was the refrigerator all along. I used to think it was the dryer that was shrinking my clothes. 
It turns out it was the refrigerator all along. You can use your own rim shot. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.